0: You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Van if IFL TV in association with MTK Global, with me from sunny Sheffield of Rotherham, Mr. Dave Cole. Dave, sun's out, guns out, how are you? Sun,
1: sun was out a little bit, but guns are definitely not out because it's freezing.
0: <laughs> uh, how are you? How's the family? How the kids? Everyone well?
1: very good thanks very much yeah yeah um we're not too bad thank you we're uh well we are 10 days away from christmas so so there's a lot of um a lot of last minute well not last minute but a few bits and bats of christmas shopping to do and things like that but um we're getting there we're getting there
0: what's your status is it tier two or tier three i'm not sure
1: Th- well three until i, I believe that m- you know i'm hoping to change it the tomorrow um I think it's Dev tomorrow, or is it tomorrow? Oh, it's tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, it's tomorrow. So I'm hoping that they change it, but who knows, mate? It just seems forever we were saying. You know, obviously, we was we was in the lockdown and the tears, and it's just... It's the just, it's same as everybody. It's just, kind of, like, fed up of it and just want this year done. Even he's fed up of it.
0: <laughs> well, London, we're going to k tomorrow.
1: Yes, I heard tomorrow. that. I heard that. But... um. Man, I just I, nah. these lockdowns and tears, and everything. They don't, to me, I still see these numbers. The numbers are still there. They still, you know, they keep keep putting these restrictions and saying this and saying that. But the numbers are still there. Um, uh, so whatever they're doing, it's, it's not really an answer for. He <laughs> that door. Cheers. Um, so it's, uh, it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? It's like. We had a boxing show, you know, a bit of football going on down London, and now awesome. that's closed off and that's it. And it's,
0: I was going to say, we're lucky we got the AJ fight last week, because if it was this week, yeah, there'd be no fans.
1: Yeah, yeah, and do you know what? What a difference that made, didn't it? You know, it's just just in in the ring walks, introductions, before that, the thing. it might have only have been a thousand people, but it sounded wicked. It really did. And, you know, British fight fans, they, they can create an atmosphere when... You know, when you're, at, um, when you're at small, old Boxing and there's only a few hundred people there, they still create good atmospheres, you know, but, but that that atmosphere at that show, it was great to hear. It was great to come across on the TV. Um, you just need more of it now. Just need more of it.
0: Absolutely. Let's talk about Anthony Joshua Dave um, came out uh, after over a year out of the ring uh, after his mm. victorious uh, fight against Andy Ruiz. Uh, how did you assess his performance and what did you make of his uh, 9 times stoppage.
1: <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. You know what? I, I enjoyed the fight. I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I was impressed with a lot of what he did. Um, it's, still a, it's still a learning process for him. You know, he, he might be heavyweight champion of the world, but he's still evolving as a fighter. He's still developing as a fighter. So he's still adding new bits to his game. So he's not the finished article. So things aren't going to be smooth and, and, you know, flawless. Um but what, what he's adding lately, I like I, I like what he's doing, you know. And, and, and he mixed a bit of you know the new, the the boxing, the brains thinking about what he's doing, with still that ruthlessness and, and you know the vicious assaults that he did. You know the third round was phenomenal, and you know, he uh, he he put a lot of power punches together in that round. I think he thought it was gone. He thought it was he'd got him. Um, and if you were a a super bantamweight featherweight, you'd feel that. You would feel the effects of that. It would knock the edge off you. So a a big man like that is gonna is gonna feel it. You know, I I felt that that from from the fourth round on, from end of that assault in the third round, from the fourth round onwards, um, for a good two or three rounds there, I feel that he he felt a little bit heavier legged, um. Perhaps that kept that took away because the sharpness of legs weren't there, it took the sharpness of, of everything else it was doing for the first couple of rounds, took a little bit of edge off that. But that's what I expected. But he kept his composure, kept his smarts, and waited until the, the, the opportunity came and then took him out in spectacular fashion. So he done well. He
0: done well. You mentioned the Dave about that third round where he went all guns blazing, tried to knock him out, and then he took a few rounds off. And what's that down to? Because he didn't get hit back, so he didn't take any shots. So, what was that? How did that tiredness come into you? Because he's got probably the best training team, the best science behind him, strength and conditioning behind him. And surely you practice all of these things in your sparring uh, and your training. So, what makes you so tired where he, wasn't, he was hardly even throwing his jab between rounds four, five, and six?
1: No, but you see, it can be a number of things. It, it can be a number of things. Some fighters just. When they put the foot down on the pedal, they take a lot longer than other fighters in order to recover. You know, you can, you can say that about, um, you know, not in the lighter ways, you know. Some fighters have got engines on them where they go and go and go. And some fighters, they, they, they have to box at their own pace and, and be comfortable at their own pace. Um, it can be down to being comfortable and being relaxed. When I say comfortable, I mean relaxed. Relaxing your attacks, relaxing the pace that you set, but then when when you, if you look at that third round, from, from being all relaxed and being sharpshooting and smooth, when you get somebody in trouble, then you start looking for the finish, you start tightening up. And because everything's forced, you're burning a lot more energy and, and you, you're incurring a lot more fatigue. And once that lactic acid builds up, some people can deal with lactic acid better than than others. And, and some people, you know, they can... They can perform, even though that's flushing through them, and and you know they have a higher threshold. Um, you know, um, and others others have a have a lower rate. Um, it's it's just it's, a lot of it. A lot of it, I think, might be down to being being relaxed and, and then loading up because we can all you know anybody that's fit when they start just loading up on every shot and start banging away on things like that. You know, you do it on a on a heavy bag you can just relax and throw hard shots, good crisp, hard, shot, hard shots, and keep on going and going and going. If you really, really empty the tank and, and add a 30-second burst where you really threw everything at it, you're absolutely fucked, you know? Um, it's how it is. But like I said, some, every fight is different. Some fighters can punch really, really hard. Some fighters can't. Some fighters can take a really, really good shot. Some fighters can't. Some fighters can empty a tank and then recover quicker. Others can't. And... You know, there's 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 so many different things, and it's hard to say when when you don't watch people train. You know, but like I said, he's he's learning on the job. You know, when you're saying about um, you prepare for it, inspiring things like that. I mean, is it is it often that that he would in sparring go like that, and you know, really go through gear and really empty the tank out? Because it's sparring, you don't tend to do that really, you know, a lot. Um, you know, you know, sparring partners you you, you catch them. And I know with Bell you you know, if you were a sparring partner, they would be like, Oh, hang on a minute, you're all right, mate. You want to go and go and go and to finish. So do you really take yourself to that level in sparring? Um some fighters might do that, you know. you see clips of, you know, I was it Ammo Williams or whatever. You know, taking advantage of sparring partners. Some people might do that, but I, I don't. I haven't seen that in my gym. Um, so, I, so, so when you're talking about you prepare for it, that's still alien to what you would do in in a fight if you don't do it in in sparring. I know you go up through gears and you put shots together through, you know. But he really, really went for it, and that's something that in a fight you do do. You know, you think you got a man in trouble. You're a little bit smart to start off with, but then you then you really know that your man's in trouble and you think, I can stop this. And it really did look like the ref was going to stop it at any time. He let it go quite a while, you know. Um, even you know, even with Poolev turning his back and things like that, you think that's it, the fight's gonna end now. Get rid of him. So you <laughs> he, he, he kind of like rolled the dice a little bit. So I think he did really, really well to actually recover from that because it really emptied the tank. But the problem that the problem that you have is when um when you do empty your tank and you want to have that little bit of rest and and, and be able to buy some time to get your second second wave, your you know, uh, your second wind. Um if your opponent can make you work, that's when it's that's when you don't recover and that's when it's very, very difficult. And Pulev, thankfully, he even though he was still there and still walking forward and still trying to press he didn't he didn't have it about himself to do that aj controlled that that time really really well so that again for me is a, is a is a positive in that fight because he controlled the distance and he controlled um, what was going off in the ring to to the point where he could ride it out get himself you know a little bit sharp again and and then you know the, like i said the finish was fantastic that that right hand was so sharp
0: Kubrat Pulev was trying to goad Anthony Josh up the way in uh, Never seen Anthony react like that with anyone in the past. Um, and even in the ring, every time he got hit with a punch, he was making these face, facial expressions, yeah. Uh, yeah. like, come on, bring it on. He, he proved he's still got a hell of a chin. But you mentioned there the third round where he turned his back. Should that have been stopped?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I expected it to have been stopped there. When, if you turn, and he really did turn it back. It's not, it's not like it just spun, spun round. He literally turned his back and, and walked away into a corner. Um, so yeah, it, it should have been it should have been stopped there. Um, and then we're talking about a third round uh, stoppage victory, you know. And and you wouldn't be talking about anything that happened in rounds four, five, or whatever, you know. We'd have been saying the first first two round, or I'd have been saying the first two rounds. You know what he did. I, I loved seeing that addition to his game and. And how much better he seemed to be in, in a boxing sense. And then he came out with that, with that finish, and then that's it. Brilliant. But the fact that he emptied his tank and then had to, to come out, you can look at it from a from a point of view, oh yeah, but he dipped, he didn't even throw his jab, he didn't even do this, blah, blah. But then you can also look at it and say, well, okay, he emptied his tank, but he kept his shit together. Um, didn't just press the panic button and start looking, trying to take him out of one shot, use his brain a little bit. Um, and and controlled what was going off to the point where it allowed him to to be at a pace where he could recover and until he could go again. So that is actually a, a you know a plus point. The negative point is that if I'm somebody like a Tyson Fury, um, I would want to make make AJ work as much as he can, and when he's trying to you know when he's trying to. would nullify his work and things like that but when he's trying to get his breather put it on him and you you wouldn't allow him to work you know um i just think that that there's so many the thing is with these two fighters there are so many things in them where this is why it makes such a great fight and that's why kind of like every time each one of them fights you're over analysing and you're trying to look at any weaknesses think, think well, the other man can exploit it because that's what we do when we have a big fight we want to see how do, do each man win and so we, you can be a bit nitpicky and you be a bit hypercritical sometimes and you know it's, it's boxing it's part of what makes boxing
0: so alluring As you mentioned the world wants to see this fight Fury and Joshua but do you feel like since Fury's last fight with John Tewalda there's now, it becomes more difficult to analyze him as a fighter because previously he was kind of known as a fighter, it goes on the back foot, controls the distance with his jab, faints a lot. With Wilder, if you remember in the first round, he ran to the center of the ring and bullied Wilder. So has he, there's more questions now, yeah. how is Fury going to come out of this fight? Or, even if Fury was to come in heavy, can he still do what he did to Deontay Wilder to anti Joshua, considering Anti Joshua is a heavier heavyweight than Deontay Wilder?
1: Um, I, I don't think that the um, I don't think the weight issue is 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 an issue really. For in as far as all, uh, what AJ is going to weigh, how will that affect Tyson Fury? I don't, I don't think that'll because Tyson Fury is a big, big man. He's a big, big man, you know, and he's you know, he, he um, it's not. I always say about this, muscles don't win fights. And so, just because if if AJ is seventeen two, or if he's seventeen and a half, or whatever he's going to be weighing, um, that sort of weight difference, uh, I don't think is going to make much of a difference in in uh, in the fight because AJ is going to forget about the boxing side of things, punching power, and punches landed. If AJ can get to Fure he has the power to knock him out. Because if if Fury, Fury's been down before in the past. So if somebody like a Steve Cunningham can, can drop Fury, then Anthony Joshua can drop Fury. The problem is, is is Joshua's got to get into that sort of range, that sort of positioning in order to get those shots off. Now his boxing IQ seems to be rapidly improving and he's, he's disguising a lot of things better. He's, he's adding more to his game, so he's not as one-dimensional as what he used to be. And like I said, he's, he's improving. Um, so by the time that the, the Tyson Fury fight happens, I expect him to be even better. But he's still learning on the job, whereas I feel that as a boxer, naturally, Tyson Fury has the edge. I think... As a fighter, as in tear up wise, I think perhaps that's where Joshua has the edge. Um, But also, Fury can box going forwards and going backwards against a big man, a long arm man. So forget about the extra, forget the weight of of Joshua. I don't feel that Joshua is like a against the bigger men. Um, except for instance against Klitschko, I mean, it's a while since I watched that fight, but I can't seem to remember whether how Joshua was the physically stronger man because he's you know, because of his size and whatever. Um, I think, I think, if I remember rightly, I think Klitschko was the one that was holding the center ring for the majority of the fight. Might be wrong, I don't, I can't remember, but in terms of a physical fight, if it comes a physical bit of pulling and, and wrestling, I would favor. Fury to take more out of Joshua on that that terms because Fury is very, very relaxed and he knows what he's doing in those moments. Again, when you're learning, you're adding things to your game, it's not as effortless as when you've grown up doing that kind of shit all day, all night, every single day. It's, it's ingrained. And that's where I think Fury has the edge is because he's, as a boxer, thinking about what he's going to do whether he wants South southpaw Orthodox, foot whatever, just take things away. He's more natural at that sort of thing, um, so it's it's intriguing. There's so many different aspects to it. Like I said, it, it, you know, AJ is improving. It really is improving, but it's one of those where everything has to be thought thought about as it's happening, and he has to hold his discipline together. And because, like you, we saw the other night, is when that goes out of the window. He starts, let, you know, loading on shots, and the minute the tank goes a little bit and the legs aren't quite as sharp, then it has a knock-on effect on everything else. And if that's if the that's, you know, key towards the fight, then everything has to be spot-on for Joshua to, to do everything right to, to win the fight. Whereas I feel as though Fury's a guy, if the way that he throws his shots, if he misses a few, it's, it doesn't really take a lot out of him. You know, when when he's when he's because he's very relaxed. He's very relaxed in the ring, and you can you can be, you know, you can you can be a great boxer, you can be a great fighter, but if you're not as relaxed in the ring, if you're not if you're not as relaxed, it means you're not as comfortable with situation, any sort of situation that's happening. You know, when when you see fighters that are quite tense getting out of the way, and you see fighters are just nice and relaxed, just slipping and bobbing, they're not burning as much energy. They're not, you know. There's so many different concepts to this, this fight. You know, I can't wait to see it. I, it's not a case of who, who I think is going to win. I just, I just want to see the fight.
0: You said you can't wait to see it. Let's hope it happens. There's a lot of people who mm-hmm. doubt that this fight happens. What do you make of the WBO situation, Dave? They've come out and basically basically have said that, Eddie, we've given you, t- well, twice we've allowed you to, ste- to step aside. And yeah. have a the Ruiz rematch. And then you had yeah. the IBF mandatory. You know what our agreement was. Eddie's come out and said, Well, he's in a right to the WBO and all the governing bodies and say, Do you want to be part of the biggest heavyweight fight? We always complain about about the governing bodies about how they don't follow regulation, they're slow, they don't know what they're doing, they're behind, etc. etc. The WBO are now clearly saying, Well, we've allowed you twice. You're now for a third uh, exception," exception, which we can't unless you agree a deal with Usyk. So, and Usyk's team have come out and said, no, we want Joshua next. Because I think everyone realizes that the, the more Joshua fights, the better he becomes. I think that's just natural. Uh, yeah. But is it better for U- Joshua to, is it better for Joshua to fight Usyk for his, persi- because, you know, Usyk hits, moves, he gets out of the way very quickly that like few. So would it help Joshua if he went and fought Usyk first, then goes back for Fury?
1: I think because, uh, again, it's not my opinion, but because I look at Joshua and I think he's, to me, he looks like he's a fighter that's improving. 31, I think he is, or whatever, world champion, he's improving on the job. So give him another camp, give him another fight, he's going to improve. A fight with Usyk, it comes through that he will have learned so much from being in the ring with Usyk the little things that Usyk does and having to deal with that it's going to make him a better fighter which ultimately prepares him more for when he gets in with Fury because you can't go in from well you can but what I'm saying is when you're talking about fighters Ruiz Pulev um, Klitschko even um, Parker Dillian White go through his resume fantastic resume there is there's not one fighter there that boxes anything like Tyson Fury and to prepare in sparring for a fighter like Tyson Fury there aren't many fighters out there that like Tyson Fury i'm talking about style wise to go with the height to go with the reach you know to go with the weight there aren't very many so to prepare for that style is very difficult so if You're saying, right, okay, that's going to be the next fight, he's going to be in camp 12 weeks or whatever, 15 weeks, whatever he does, I don't know. Um, but he's got that makes amount of weeks to find the right sparring, then to work on the sparring for that length of time. Whereas when you've been in a fight situation with somebody who is, I'm not saying, it, I'm not saying who's sick, and can you show that door, please? If, if, um, cheers up, if, uh, if you can get somebody in a fight situation that can give you certain problems, Usyk will give him angles, Fury will give him angles. Usyk will give him feints, Fury will give him feints. Fury might go southpaw. Usyk's a southpaw. It's just just little elements that you can take things away, can learn the patience as well because he may miss a while against, against someone like Usyk. He's going to miss a while against Fury. Well, yeah. So again, just little things it can take away from him, um, where where it can add to his experience to go into that fight. Because I just think the difference between between the the guys that he's fought and a Tyson Fury style wise, forget about ability wise and and how good they are, whatever. I'm Talking about style wise, um, I think there's a big big difference. So so I yeah I and I also. I know it's a risk. It's a real risk because Usyk's a very, very good buyer. But I would look at Usyk and think um, at heavyweight, the two parties he's had at heavyweight, does he look the same manner that he was at cruiserweight? I don't think he does. I think there's a lot less going off. It gives you a lot less problems. Um, And the fact that AJ is also improving, he's not just, his hand's there and, and just bog standard, which somebody of Usyk's style would love, now Age is doing a lot more non-punching activity, he, he would be, he would be a difficult fight for Usyk as well. So, so, yeah, it is, it would be a good thing, you know, but obviously, you're running a risk of, of, of the fight of Usyk winning and blowing the big Fury fight.
0: If, if the WBO do, do not allow the step aside or do not allow Joshua to fight Fury and Joshua then says, I don't want to give up a belt, you know. But Usyk is saying, well, then you have to fight me. Will Joshua get criticism for taking the Usyk? Of
1: well jo- Josh- Joshua's going to get criticism no matter what.
0: Because also, Dave, when you look at the classic fights, you look at just 15, 20 years, Tyson Lewis, Hagler Hearns, um, Rumble in the Jungle, Thriller Manila. When you look at these fights, you don't remember them for the belts that were on the line. You remember them for the athletes that were there. So yeah. is it even important if he has to... If Usyk says I'm not stepping aside, I want to fight you. Joshua should then just say, "Okay, take the belt. You can go fight Joe Joyce or whoever. I'm going for Fury because the time's now for us to fight, and the fight's bigger than the belts."
1: Okay, so here, it depends on what what Joshua's ambition is. So it's not money because he's got all money in the world, right? So does does he want to give himself the best chance possible? of holding all the belts so fight Usyk next and then I've still got my WBO and then fight for the WBC Um, then you've got all the belts if that's his mission if that's what he wants to do you want to hold all the belts then I can understand that if the WBO say no you have to fight Usyk and Usyk says no I won't take a step aside money you have to fight me then understand fair enough take that if that's what it's going to be do that Fury has a fight in between as well which I'm sure he'll be he'll be happy to he, he, he'll he fight anybody he's not bothered so Fury has a fight in between himself uh for himself and then the fight after that one that, that it, you know it's all it is is you're talking about a delay you're not saying he's, 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 he's saying no he's ducking the fight he's like okay if that's what he wants to do is keep holding the belt then fair enough um, so You know, I think, I think the, the whole, no, I know what you're saying, the belts don't mean shit ultimately, but they kind of do because the whole thing between two British fighters fighting for every belt, fighting for everything, two British fighters, that's massive. That is something, that's something special. And that is something that, as it's hard for us to say, oh yeah, well, it's not really important. These guys are there. Fury's got one belt. H's got all those belts. He just wants one more, and he's got a full collection. So that must mean something to him. Don't forget, he's a multi-multi millionaire. He's he's done what he's done, but yet he still has the motivation the, and the drive to get up. Even when he's on holiday, he's training. He keeps himself in shape. He's never he, he never looked fat and out of shape. He never you know he never looks like he switches off as such. You know, i he scared does ticks over. But he's always got his mind on improving. Always got his mind on, on training. What is it that drives that? Is it because he wants to win every belt out there? So therefore, who are we to turn around and say, "Oh, you should give up the belt. You shouldn't be bothered about the belt." You know, well, it is what it is. It's how it's how these fighters are driven and, and motivated.
0: Well, let's see. I'm sure time will tell. Eddie's come out already uh, that already and said that he's had some positive conversation with Bob Arum. So let's see. What I think
1: the- I think the main I think the main thing is is if they box that agreement off between Fury and, and AJ, then Eddie's got a just simple, simple as anything. How badly do you want to make the fight? If Usyk's saying, I don't want step aside, everybody's got a price. Everybody's got a price. If you're going to Usyk and saying, here's X amount of a million, step aside, let us take this fight, you guaranteed you get the winner. Are you telling me if I have a a good few million just for sitting and watching, or being on an undercard against somebody that I want to pick. Are you telling me that I'm not going to take it? I kind of think. I kind of think you would. I, I just think that Usyk's in a very, very strong position, and I think his management's in a very, very strong position where they can say, "No, I'm not taking step aside money." Bob Arum and, Edian and 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 MTK and everybody sits down and, and discusses the fight. They get their end sorted. Once they get their end sorted, the fight's happening. It's done. Shit, we've got Usyk. What will it take then for Usyk to say, okay, go ahead? And Usyk sits there and says, no, no, no. And the price goes up and up and up. And it goes to a point where Usyk goes, okay. And the promoter say, there you go. Final offer. There you go. Take it or leave it. I'm sure if that offer's good enough, I'm sure he'll take it.
0: No, absolutely, and only time will tell. Uh, Dave, just before I let you go, another one of our Brits in action this weekend, um, Callum Smith taking on arguably one of the great fighters of our time in Canelo. What a fight. Do, would you say this is Canelo's toughest fight outside of 160?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And listen, Kovalev's great fighter. Kovalev you know, was a great fighter. But Kovalev wasn't Kovalev when we knew him and when he was a monster, when he was a beast, you know. Andre Ward took something away from Kovalev and he's an older man now and and I'm not taking anything away from the win, but Callum Smith's at his peak. And and listen, we don't... He's not fought the guys that Canelo's fought. He's not fought the elite guys. So we don't actually know how good he is at his peak. But if he's as good as what everybody's been talking about him to be for years, and if he's as good as how he looks when he's on form on fight night and how he puts his shots together, then he is definitely Canelo's toughest test. And he's the most dangerous man out there for him. Um, As in danger, as in he can... He he, he, he hits hard enough to hurt you. He's a great body puncher himself. He's a good counter puncher as well. Um, And he's got that height and reach where there's going to be he's going to look he's going to look massive in there but he has to he has to make it count and from from what I've seen of Callum in the past he doesn't always let his height and reach count a lot of times it's it's, he allows the fighters or he likes to engage up close he he, he likes it to be in there but I don't know if he can do that with Canelo yeah um it's going to be interesting. It's it's a great great fight. I can't wait. It's it's where you want to see in that division. That's that's you know that's an elite level fight. That is
0: obviously Joe has been dying for Callum kind of, to get this fight for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. We've seen how Canelo has struggled with the tall rangey fighters in the past. We saw Lara giving problems. We've seen Kovalev even was was winning a lot of rounds until we got
1: Kovalev. Kovalev gave, yeah, Kovalev was definitely giving problems. But but in that fight, it always looked like. Canelo knew what it was doing throughout that fight. He wasn't. He, he never looked like he was bothered about.
0: You know, just like the American fight of where he was losing the fourth. Yes. Fight and he...
1: Yeah. 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 Um, but this fight isn't going to be like that because you know you've not got a fight in front of you that's just going to unravel. You know that's shown before we can just unravel. You know, Callum's a tough kid as well. You know, he's not. Not only can he can he dish it out. He, he's a tough kid as well. Um, this is very intriguing. It really is. It's, it's going to be. You know, also, it's, it's what, what affects... Because we know that Canelo's not really a super middleweight. Not really. You know, I, I, I would say he's probably probably his optimal weight is middleweight. Um, but, um, no, it's probably unfair. No, he is probably, probably... Between that, I think he's one of these that's in between middle and super middleweight where he's probably his best weight would be. Um, but uh, I don't know if he... You know when he lands those crunching left ups on, on Callum, it'll be interesting to see what sort of effect that that they have, because there's a lot of body to aim for, um, and you know he, you know he can put them together really really well. But Callum, it's hard enough himself, and it, and if Callum gets the respect uh, punching wise from from Canelo, then this is going to be interesting because Canelo's always going to then play catch-up, trying to get past that reach. That's why I think he's, he, Callum's jab is so important in this. His, his, his jab and his control of uh, distance is, is so important in this fight.
0: We wish Callum all the best on Saturday night. But off, I'll, I'll end with this, Dave. Um, Triple G fights on Friday, and it does look like Zona trying to push this trilogy with Canelo and Triple G. Is there even any interest in this fight? Or is it just the networks? Because Triple G's getting older. We saw his fight against oh. Kovachenko where he didn't look great. Um, are you interested in seeing a trilogy? No, I, I'm not. Because for the reason that
1: after the second fight, um, I said right from the start, if they fight again, I think Canelo stops him. Because Triple G looks like he's getting old. Um, and there's nothing to suggest since then with the time that's happened since that anything changing my mind so and I won't want to see that for Golovkin to be honest I like Golovkin um, so yeah I'm I'm not really interested in, in that fight uh, you know it's um, it's one of those we've, we've seen two great fights two really really good fights in them. Um I don't think that the third will be as anywhere near as good
0: okay Dave thank you so much for giving me a little bit of your time uh, this afternoon cheers Matt middle of the afternoon I appreciate it as always uh, stay well stay safe Keep supporting Liverpool and we'll catch up with you soon. IFL TV. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global Sports Social
1: Podcast Network.